Black Tech Green Money isn't just about telling the stories of successful black entrepreneurs. It's also about giving actionable and wealth building strategies that help you protect the future of our communities. That's why we're pleased to be supported by State Farm Insurance. State Farm also believes that we must invest in our communities to achieve economic growth by sponsoring programs like the AXO, which rewards high school students for their academic achievements. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. All right, so there we were, cruising through the new open-air zoo, when I realized that the park was closing in like 15 minutes. Luckily, we were in my Nissan Rogue. With its powerful VC turbo engine, well, we had time to see all the animals. Whoa! <laughs> and outrun a few! Drive the Nissan Rogue. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hot Happy Mess. Celebrate your magic in the middle of life's messes. Hot Happy Mess. I'm Zuri Hall and this is Hot Happy Mess. Oh. Shoot. <laughs> what is up, y'all? Happy Monday. I am Zuri Hall, your host, and this is Hot Happy Mess. It's a lovely day. It's a lovely week because we are deeming it so, okay? We're just going to speak these things into existence. You hear me? I'm super excited for today's combo. Uh, I know I say I'm excited for combos all the time, but this one, I am particularly excited for, the most excited, dare I say, because today's convo is a one-on-one with someone I love dearly, have known for many, many years, and you all have gotten to know and love. One of my BFFs, we're talking bestie status, Ashley, okay? She's the one who we I was getting flued out to Milan. Remember that story? Go listen to the group chat bonus episode if you haven't. Um, amongst other things, we just had a little turn up in LA. We've done Vegas. We've done all the things together. Uh, today, though, we're talking about navigating corporate America, which might surprise you to learn she's a beast in this space because all we ever talk about is our turnups and our whatever. Well, we did in episode one. You guys actually did get to hear a little bit about her her career journey and her personal journey. Um, but we also talk about the turnup because balance. But first, really quickly... I'm super excited to announce an official Black Effect event, y'all, okay? In honor of BIPOC, that's Black, Indigenous, and People of Color for all y'all who need to get your lives together, Mental Health Awareness Month, the Black Effect Podcast Network is presenting Happy Gems virtual event on July 22nd. I'm super excited. Join me and the lovely Debbie Brown from the Dropping Gems podcast for a super special day. We're going to be giving you all the tools you need to create balance and manifest happiness. Debbie is dropping Dropping all the gems from the inside out, you know, getting that spirit right, getting yourself aligned and centered. And I'm handling all the external stuff, how to get yourself right in 
all the paths that we talk about on Happy Mess, whether it's professional, whether it's relationship, whether it's um, self, um, but in a front facing way. So we got you covered. All right. Tickets are only $10. So you can visit hothappymess.com to reserve your tickets now and make sure you follow us at Hot Happy Mess on Instagram to stay in the loop. Okay. Okay. All right. The moment you've been waiting for. It is time for today's episode. We are talking all about navigating corporate America with the ultimate alpha babe, an absolute boss, one of my favorite humans in the entire world, Ashley Ray. Hi, Ashley. Hey, I'm back. (laughs) She's back, bitches. Now, before we get into the nitty gritty, I got to read her bio, her uh, executive bio. Thank you very much, because y'all are used to like personal Ash. But let me just drop some facts on you really quickly. Ashley Ray is an executive mentor for women in corporate America, and she's the creator of the Promote Yourself Mentorship Experience. She helps aspiring leaders and executives get promotions and five-figure raises, which I'm all about. And I'm pretty sure you're all about too. So Ashley, what's up, girl? What up, girl? How are you? I love how we're uh, podcasting via Zoom. Like you weren't just in my house, like girl, helping me navigate my life like, three days ago. Right. I haven't seen you in like three days. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good though. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm really excited uh, for you and grateful for you to to share your expertise and your wisdom with our Hot Happy Mess gang because like you and I have talked shop for years now. Like we've been really close friends for more than a decade at this point, which is crazy to realize or yeah, say. Super crazy. Um, but what has always struck me, even from day one of our friendship, is just like what a boss you are. Like you are so strong and you're so smart and you're so good at navigating these spaces that aren't really traditionally made for us. And when I say us, I mean women. And I also mean women of color and hyper specifically black women. Um, yeah. So I'm really excited for you to just share your knowledge and your services with the world. So just break it down for us. Um, talk to us a little bit more about. About, uh, your career story. You've got 12 plus years um, in corporate. How'd you get started? And more importantly, what is your why? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, don't, don't age me Z, but yes, I've been in the game. <laughs> yeah, she's 57, but she looks good. She looks so good. Senior citizen, no. benefits. <laughs> right. I've been in the game for a minute. Um, 12 years to be exact, maybe 13 years actually. Um, I actually started in corporate America as a, um, I was a recruiter for, for engineers, super random, just trying to find a job out of school. Um, and then that was only because I could not play tennis anymore. I was injured out of college. For those of you who don't also don't know, I used to be a professional tennis player. Um, so I did that for like eight months, uh, realized I could actually go back um, on the circuit and play tennis, which I did for a year and then got injured again and really went through a tough stage in life that a lot of professional athletes go through when they're trying to figure out like their identity without the sport that they've been playing their entire life. And I was really fortunate to have uh, our mutual friend who actually hooked me up. It's all about relationships, hooked me up with his friend and I was able to get into what's called um, an administrator and training program, which is for people to, a training for people to become uh, 
executive directors of nursing homes, which basically means they run nursing homes. So I ended up running nursing homes and I am currently a licensed nursing home administrator. I did that for 10 years. Mm-hmm. I was an executive director. I literally ran like over $130 million in budgets over those 10 years, did a lot of multi-million dollar acquisitions. Um, I was running these multi-million dollar businesses And then I ended up moving out here to Arizona, which is where I currently live. I was in Indiana before. Um, And that's when I really realized that I actually had the talent and the background to actually like grow my career. So I went from an executive director to a senior director. Then I became a director of operations. And then I actually left healthcare, got into the tech industry and became a vice president of people operations. And so voila, that's my career story. So my why right now is really just to become who I always needed in corporate America these last like 12, 13 years. Um, As you said, Z, like we are just not found, especially in leadership positions. And I would have really benefited and my career would have grown so much quicker had I actually had like a black woman mentor um, to help me navigate these spaces. And so Mm -hmm. that's why I am now an executive mentor. And that's exactly my purpose um, moving forward in life. It's to help, you know, women and women of color, particularly black women uh, to navigate these spaces, get in these leadership level positions and get this bag. That's awesome. We all about getting the bags over here at Hot Happy Mess. Um, and just so y'all know, Ashley been getting the bags since 99. Actually, in 99, she was probably like 12 years old. But um, can we just say for the, just just throw out a, uh, how many figures so people understand, like, this is not child's play. Ashley's been about this coin. Yeah, definitely like high six figures. Um, I was making six figures at the age of like 25. And then I just kept climbing from there. Um, so yeah, I've, I've mm-hmm. made, you know, up to almost $200,000 and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think everybody should know those numbers just because you need to know like what is actually possible for you. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to sort of set that tone as, as we navigate this conversation. So thank you for that. Um, one thing that I want to kind of tee off with is this statistic, according to Bloomberg, uh, this was back in 2018, a study found that even at the beginning of their careers, recruiters avoid working with high achieving women, which you would think personally is counterintuitive. That's my perspective. Um, but research from 2012 observed that when women did reach leadership positions, they were more likely to be disliked and disrespected by their peers. You know, like likability. It's a conversation that we always have to navigate. And I feel like men very rarely do. It doesn't matter if we like them or not, we respect them. And that's what a leader is supposed to be respected. But if a woman is in this position of power or, you know, navigating and fighting for a position of power to get there, she's a bitch. She's this, uh, I just don't like being, I just don't know. There's just something about her. I don't like all of these tropes that are really unfair and, and target women, especially when you think about black women and women of color. So I would love to just have your perspective on women in the workplace. What have been, um, maybe a couple of your biggest takeaways when it comes to the uphill battle and how have you navigated that? Whew. It, it has been an uphill battle. Like, you know, I, you and I have had these conversations before. And to be honest with you guys, like out of my 36 years of being on this earth, being a black woman in corporate America has literally been one of the toughest things to navigate in my entire life. Like 
relationships, yes. My marriage, no. Like my marriage is great. My friendships are awesome. It's literally been climbing the the corporate ladder in corporate America. I've literally spent so many years battling myself um, and towing that line between like being who other people want me to be, like code switching versus just being myself. And it's not, it's only been the last couple of years and I've been feeling like I'm just going to show up as who I am and they can either take take it or leave it, right? Mm-hmm. And um, one of those things is because we are in such male-dominated spaces, especially as you start to climb. Um, yeah, like the moment you start to speak, everything's fine when you're agreeing with everything, when you're just like falling back into the backdrop and just staying quiet and doing what you're supposed to do. But the moment that you know I, I've asked for a raise or the moment I've actually spoke my opinion it has become a problem, especially as a black woman who is leading a people who are like definitely twice my age at times, um, men, you know, it's been very tough. And I've had to just learn that being who I am is enough. It's okay. And if, you know, the powers at B don't accept me for who I am, that's truly not the space for me to be in. Um, But to be completely transparent, like I was at a company for six years and realized I was being severely underpaid. I was the poster child for the company. Um, I was on billboards. I was on buses. I was on commercials for the company. And y'all, they loved me. Mm-hmm. And the moment I realized my worth and realized I was being underpaid and actually spoke up for myself, I got fired. Mm. Girl, I remember that. I was like, wait, what? Yeah, what? like crazy. My- blood, sweat, and tears, literally six, six and a half years of the company, I was absolutely torn apart. Ended up being one of the best things that happened to me because I'm not who I am today without that experience. Um, But that's the cost of just being us and using our voice. And it just comes with the territory. Um, So I just want to remind all of the women out there that your voice is valid. It needs to be heard. And if for some reason it doesn't fit into a space, um, the space is not for you. You're too big for the space. Mm, mm, that's exactly it. Too big for the space. I love what you talked about um, when we touched on code switching, because that's something that a lot of us have dealt with. I certainly um, have experienced often throughout my career, particularly being in this public sphere where you feel like you have to be one way or, or you know, it's not just my boss or my colleagues who are processing my personality. It's whoever's watching the show and what do they think about how this comes across or how I say this or whatever it is. And, um, being a black woman navigating a lot of white spaces, quite frankly, from a very early age, from the time I was, you know, on academic scholarship at a private school that I loved, but I was certainly a fish out of water from the time I was 12 until I was 18. Um, code switching kind of became second nature. It was a means of survival. It's not something I wanted to do. It's a thing I had to do to get by, when um, other people, most of the people around me didn't have to think twice about it. I'd love for you to just uh, talk about how you freed yourself from that. Because in recent years, I've done the same. And it's it's been so liberating to be able to show up in black spaces and white spaces and other spaces on TV, behind the scenes as Zuri. And like who Zuri is, I'm only just now settling into and really discovering in the last few years, right? Like I didn't know because I was so busy for so many years in my 20s, just being whatever I needed to be, whoever I needed to be, 
to not just get by, but succeed. Now I'm like, I have enough faith in who I truly am that I can be in an all white space and lean into some black culture, some black moments. I might, uh, hit them with something that before I would try to tame or tone down. Yeah, Yeah. And I trust that it's a part of my culture ad instead of something that'll make them uncomfortable. And if it makes them uncomfortable, to your point, I've finally gotten to the point where I'm like, well, this just isn't the space for me. And vice versa. Like sometimes I'm in black spaces or, you know, culturally different spaces and I might lean into something that they're like, girl, where are you from? Where, who, what planet did you come from? And what are you even talking about right now? Like what? But I have to embrace all of me, no matter who is confused about what that is. How did you get there? And what are maybe a couple of tangible tips uh, for women who are trying to get to the place of I am who I am, who I am? Yeah. You know, it honestly takes so much time and uh, reminder after reminder after reminder, like daily affirmations for me to remind myself that who I am is completely okay. Uh, but the situation that I went through where I got fired really was such a huge lesson for me because I spent all those years being who I felt like they wanted me to be, you know, and acting like how they wanted me to be and being the model person, um, the model worker and staying quiet. And I'm like, damn, I still got like, y'all still fired me because I asked one question, you know what I mean? (laughs) And so it's like, you damned if you do damned if you don't. So you might as well just be yourself. Right. And I also just had to realize that like other people's discomforts, literally none of my damn business. (laughs) (laughs) If you are uncomfortable with who I am, which I know who I am is completely okay. Like I'm not out here doing no crazy. I mean, if I walk in with a gun, one thing, right. I'm just being myself. Um, if, if that makes you uncomfortable, I think that you have some, you got some stuff that you need to work with in yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's just mm-hmm. really none of my business. And so if you can, I actually listen every day, um, to this YouTube, uh, video and it's affirmations for black women every day. I listen to it. And it's that thing that reminds me that who I am is okay. Yeah. <laughs> I'm loud, you know, like I love black culture. I'm sophisticated as fuck. Like it's totally fine. And if I can't be uh, myself in these spaces, then the space literally is not for me. Mm, mm, Really, really spot on. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the nitty gritty of navigating corporate life from a financial perspective, because I feel like that's the thing that's so often like shrouded in mystery and nobody wants to talk about it. Everyone's like, ask for more, but like, can you get specific, right? Like people are always just like giving these really inflated idealistic ideas about how to lean in without getting specific about how to navigate the reality of leaning in, which is sometimes it bites us in the butt. Sometimes it's uncomfortable. Sometimes people don't appreciate it. According to the Equal Employment Opportunity Commission, for every $1 a man makes, a woman only makes 80 cents. Black women and Latinas face an even bigger pay gap than women overall. Black women are paid just 63 cents and Latinas only 55 cents for every dollar paid to white men. Now, obviously these stats are ridiculous. And what makes me even more annoyed is that when we're talking about equal pay, 
the burden always seems to fall on us to fix it, right? Like we just need to negotiate our worth, you know, versus holding these systems and these companies um, accountable, the, the, the institutions that perpetuate it. We recently had a finance expert on, Stephanie O'Connell. Um, she was in the Finance 101 episode, you guys, if you're listening. And she calls this the ambition penalty, right? So the ambition penalty speaks to the paradox at the heart of women's empowerment to close gender gaps in pay, wealth, and leadership. Women have been directed to speak up, negotiate more, and take what they deserve, overlooking how women are often penalized for doing those very things. For example, when women do negotiate, they're more likely to be labeled as aggressive and demanding and less likely than men to actually receive the raises and promotions that they've requested. An extreme real life example, obviously having the job offer rescinded after following the advice to always negotiate. So it's like, I really want this job. I'm going to ask for what I'm worth. I'm going to push hard. And then I don't get the job because I push too hard, which is unfair, right? They should be able to draw a line in the sand and say, look, this is this is it. Take it or leave it. What is your perspective on that? What's maybe, um, I know you have so many, but maybe a, a real life experience that you've gone through. And then also, what do you say to encourage your clients to navigate the difficult conversation of asking for more money? It's, oh my gosh, this, every time I think about the pay wage gap, I literally get anxiety. Like I have anxiety right now thinking about it because it's so, dis- it, it's, it truly disgusts me. And especially right now when we're in a time where uh, last year we just went through the Black Lives Matter movement that, you know, is still going on, but we have all these companies that did all of this performative, you know, paying money to DEI initiatives and all of this stuff and saying that they were going to hire uh, more diverse teams, right? And then you peel back the curtains and you have more diverse teams, but you're not paying them shit, you know, like Mm -hmm. it's just, you're, they're still contributing to the pay wage gap. So all of that stuff just really burns me up. Um, but the thing is first, we have to actually believe that we deserve it. And I know you were talking about like, we have to ask for what we deserve, but the truth is we do have to ask for what we deserve, right? Like we have all of these equal paydays, black women's equal payday, Latina women's equal payday, that is meant to bring awareness to these pay wage gaps. And it literally has done nothing. Mm-hmm. It has done yep. nothing. Nothing has changed. The pay wage gaps remain. Um, we went through this whole Black Lives Matter movement. The pay wage gaps remain. And so unfortunately, it really is on us. Like we can continue to talk about it. Um, but we, if we don't, uh, first of all, know our worth, right? And shed address limiting beliefs and shed the limiting beliefs that like, we just got to work hard and and at least we getting paid. Like at least mm-hmm. we making this much money. At least you can pay good money. We actually have to believe that we deserve to be exactly where white men are, frankly. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have to do our research and then we have to go and ask for it. And we can't just ask for it. We have to demand for it. And it's just the price of this, this culture that we, that we live in. Um, but I know you mentioned, you know, um, getting offers rescinded. And while I do know that that does happen, we have to also understand the flip side of it is that, you know, companies spend so much money, a, uh, in turnover, right? Every time they turn over of a position, it is so costly for the company every day that a specific position is left open, it's costing the company. And so by the time uh, a company has gone through the whole recruiting process and they've gotten to the offer stage, I 
I promise you these companies don't want to start all over at the mm. beginning. And so, uh, you know, being afraid that they're going to rescind the offer because you asked for too much, I think is probably the least of your concerns. You really should be more scared of not negotiating the offer um, because it's more detrimental to you. And it also really shows the company um, kind of how you feel about yourself, right? Like if a if you don't negotiate the offer and, and you could just got lowballed, that's just letting the company know that like, all right, I've, you let me know from Jump Street, like you're not what really you think you're worth yourself. It's not much, yeah, absolutely. And so that is why it is. There's so many reasons why it's important to negotiate. One of the reasons is it's your first opportunity to let the company know that you know you know exactly what your worth is and that you're demanding your respect up front. Seeing our communities grow and thrive is something we care deeply about here at Black Tech Green Money. State Farm Insurance also cares about the growth of black communities. They're actively investing in programs and initiatives that help provide financial literacy, give early career advice, and grow black-owned businesses, thus leading to generational wealth, which helps protect the future of our communities. We want to build a future that we all can be proud of. State Farm understands that representation alone doesn't equate to authenticity. It also requires active sponsorship of programs like the AXO, a year-long program that recognizes and rewards high school students for their academic and cultural achievements along with funding programs like Project Ready, a National Urban League program committed to educational achievement of black and brown youth that has awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to date. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities and can have a long-lasting impact. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. You know a spot, but not just a spot, the spot. Actually, with the 2023 Nissan Frontier, you know a bunch of them. But the key to these great spots, being able to reach them in the first place. Your spot is out there. Find your frontier in the 2023 Nissan Frontier with standard 310 horsepower, advanced tech, and 281 pound-feet of torque. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale one million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field. From free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The 1 million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. 
What are some tips that you give when it comes to negotiating? Like, should we be on, what is it called? Glass door? Like, how do we walk into a negotiation, meeting, conversation, email thread, locked and loaded, ready to, you know, push in a way that actually moves the needle? Um, well, for one thing, I just need women to stop thinking about, um, what they were making at their last job. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter, right? Like even if you were, ma- if, if this job is offering $40,000 more than what you were making, it, it, f- that's, that's fine. Right. If that's what the market says, but if the market says it's paying a hundred thousand dollars than what you were, the, what you were making, then that's what you need to be paid. So get the, the number of the last job, that, what you were making at your last job out of your head. Um, do your research on what the actual position is in the industry, right? And the best place to go for that is salary.com. It is a crowdsourcing tool, um, which means that people like you and me are just going in there and entering what our current salaries are. Um, so sometimes obviously can be off, but it is the most accurate crowdsourcing tool. Um, so do your research, right? Uh, when you're on the phone with recruiters and they ask you <laughs> what your... Um, Typically, a question is that's asked is uh, like, what what range are you looking for? What salary are, are you looking for? We do, we don't answer that question. The, oh, don't answer. Oh, good to know. I'd be like about twenty dollars, twenty five dollars an hour. <laughs> Why? What you offering? <laughs> right, like like people will be like, um, well, I need at least you know eighty thousand because that's what they're making at the last job. A, you mm. haven't done research. And that girl, that that job is starting off at one twenty on the low end. Mm, so you just mm. lowballed yourself, right? And these companies aren't. What do you? Like, how do you say? What's the script though to like finesse and like swerve that question? Like, oh, I actually, yeah, asking them uh, what their uh, what their budget is for the position. So there's two things you could say. Well, can you just tell me what your budget is for the position? Or you can say, uh, I, w- I want to be paid at market rate for the position. Mm, I like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so it makes them think that, A, she knows what she's talking about. Oh, shit, I can't screw her over. Let me make sure we know what the market rate is for the position, but never tell them, never give them a number. Right. Okay. Ooh, that's a really good tip. Good to know. Good to know. Yeah. Um, okay. I'm curious to know when it comes to navigating the corporate space, obviously you do this work with your clients. What are, I, I'm really putting the ball in your court. This isn't a specific sure. question. When it comes to the top two or three tips for do's and don'ts, being a woman in corporate America, what are the things that you are constantly trying to instill in your clients, trying to get into their heads when it comes to succeeding in that space? Yeah. So a couple things, um, you got to speak up, you got to speak up. Um, it's hard because if you're an introvert at work, um, it just doesn't really work, right? Like you're not going to be able to be, especially as a woman and especially as a black woman, you're just not going to be able to be in these leadership positions and like fall back into the shadows and think you're going to be successful. You need to be out front. You need to show people that you know what you're talking about especially because you're in a male dominated space anyways, it's so easy for men to take over and to try to make it seem like you don't know what you're talking about, but you know what the fuck you're talking about. Like you've been doing this for years. And so I tell my clients constantly, like you're an expert. Mm -hmm. Am I an expert? (laughs) Yeah. How long have you been in the industry? Eight years. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Yeah. You're an expert, you know, but there's people who've been doing it five years plus and they're like, 
they don't look at themselves as an expert. And so knowing that you're in these spaces and you're hired because not because Tom's the expert, you're the expert. So speak up and use your voice. Like that is extremely imperative so that you can be seen and stay out front. Uh And then just, you know, building relationships is, you got to build relationships, you know, you have to recognize who the key stakeholders are um, and whose opinions actually really do matter because you do need to build those solid relationships and get them on your team um, and get them to understand that you know what you're talking about, have conversations uh, with them frequently Mm -hmm. um, so that you can have almost like a sponsor and a mentor in the space that will speak up for you and fight for you in the event that you need that person. Right. Right. Really good tips for those of you who are listening and like, okay, I want to manage up or I want to make those connections. We have an entire episode on networking, um, across horizontally and also managing up. So make sure you go and listen to our episode on networking without coming across like a stalker because nobody wants to be that guy. Um, burnout, hot, happy mess is all about best life minus the burnout. I have been dealing with a crazy bout of burnout um, at the start of this year that I am only just now coming out of. And the reason, the biggest reason of many that I even started the podcast was because it's a real thing and it really, it stills our joy, our happiness. We can be on top of the world technically and have people so impressed with what we're accomplishing. But if we are too tired to soak it up or revel in it or celebrate it, it doesn't mean anything, at least not to me personally. Um, the pandemic was not a vacation. Everyone's like, oh, you had a year. If you didn't write a book and make a play and uh, make $2 million in the stock market, then you're just lazy. Everyone was on edge. We were anxious. We were confused. There were so many unanswered questions. There was no mental space to just chill because we were worried about the people around us being safe and healthy and well. So I say that to say, no, y'all, the pandemic was not a year to like quench your burnout for those of you being hard on yourselves or the people around you. Um, and a lot of us were working from home. Um, so I'm curious to know as someone who's high functioning, high achieving in her corporate career, how have you personally dealt with burnout and what does self care and self love look like for you? How do you find that, that work life balance that keeps you happy while you pursue your goals? Yeah. So like five years into my career, I landed myself into the ER. It was right before I went to Miami with you, like years ago, Zuri. (laughs) Um, And I actually literally was so, I was overworking myself so much that I had um, worked myself into an anxiety attack, major anxiety attack. I was in the ER and um, that was like my wake up call. And the, the biggest thing is I just didn't have any boundaries. I didn't know that I could say no. I didn't know that I could be like, hey, I have too much on my plate. Hey, I, I need help. Hey, I can't do this right now. And so um, that's the biggest lesson that I've learned. You are in control of literally everything that you do in and outside of work. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the things about being a leader, becoming a leader, or getting promoted is being able to set boundaries And you need to be able to articulate the boundaries to the people that are around you in your workspace, right? Literally, it's okay to say, no, I cannot do this. Hey, I actually have too much on my plate right now. Is it okay if I get to this uh, in two weeks? Or can I get back to you on this? Like All of those things are signs of someone who is very confident in the boundaries that they're setting, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't do it, 
people at work will literally dump all over you. Like yep. they don't and care. And in personal life too. And They're like, oh, life. perfect. Give an inch, I'll take a mile. Yeah. And so it was hard for me initially. I was just like, well, I mean, they keep, they keep putting all this on me and they keep giving me all this responsibility, but it really was my uh, responsibility to take on. And I had to take ownership of the fact that I never said no. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you just need to understand taking on all this extra shit is not going to get you a promotion. It's not going to get <laughs> you a raise. Um, that's not what getting a raise and a promotion is all about. Uh, you need to set boundaries and, and, and it's totally okay to do so. And please use your PTO. Yeah, girl. Oh, I used to wear my ba- vacation that I didn't take as a badge of honor. I'll be damned if there are 13 seconds left on the clock at the end of my year these days. If it's one thing I'm going to do is get this PTO. <laughs> Use it. I used to be like that too with, with the company that I was with for uh, over six years. I think I, uh, I think I got, I, I left with like over a hundred and uh, like 80 something hours or something. I can't even remember. It was a lot. <laughs> And, um, luckily I did get the payout on that. Um, but yeah, like that's not a badge of honor, you know? And, and as a leader, you know, as me, as a leader, I tell my people to take their, uh, to take their PTO. Mm-hmm. You're you know? a good leader and though, which is far. I know. <laughs> and I'm sorry, y'all. Like I try to be who I just need Wish and I try to be who I never yeah. had before. Yeah. hundred percent. Same, same, same. Well, that segues perfectly into um, what I'm excited to share with our audience, your mentorship program. Talk to us a little bit about what the mentorship program is and who it's for and what it's going to do for us. Yeah. So I am so excited about this. It is, it's definitely a game changer. It's like a nine week life incubator for um, aspiring corporate leaders and executive women um, to help them navigate their next level personal and professional uh, life promotions. And that's women of all backgrounds and places and all the things. All the things, all the things. But we do focus on women who are mid-level in their career. Um, and what makes this program so unique, I mean, we see a lot of uh, professional development programs out there to help people get raises. But I take a more holistic approach by focusing um, on not just professional development, but we also focus on physical, mental, and financial health as well uh, before we get to the professional development. So we spend nine weeks actually getting your health together. Like we're doing a health challenge. I used to be a, um, I used to be a personal trainer. Uh, we spend two weeks uh, addressing personal and professional mental health, limiting beliefs. We also spend two weeks getting your financial health together. Mm. Um, We're talking about getting your financial plan together, building wealth, because we're not going to go into getting these raises and promotions and we don't know how to navigate the money and and leverage the money, right, to actually build wealth and get us other places. Um, And then we spend five, uh, we spend the next five weeks on professional development and leadership development, um, helping women to understand their leadership styles, how to navigate uh, corporate America. And it's really important to focus on all of these from a holistic standpoint, because I have 12 years of experience in this, right? Mm -hmm. And I understand firsthand what it's like to try to navigate and get to these places and sustain uh, this level of success without being on top of my health mental health is trash. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know what to do with the extra money. Like I'm just spending it. It's going down the drain. And so, um, this is the only program I've ever seen that actually addresses, 
um, this kind of development uh, from yeah. a holistic standpoint. And so it's for women uh, who are ready for both their personal and professional life promotions, mid-career, uh, if you are ambitious and you're feeling burned out and stuck, uh, if you've been working hard and taking on extra responsibilities at work, you got the education, uh, the recognition, but it's not moving the needle in terms of your pay and your career growth. Um, and if you're ready to cash in on on your previous investments, and this is the program for you. I love it. I love it, y'all. It's priceless. But if we had to put a price on it, how much can we expect to pay as far as the ballpark for the program? Yeah. So we're starting off at $5,500. It also comes with a four-day retreat at the end too. And so it's all about treating Ooh. yourself. Um, so yeah, it, it, starts, it uh, starts from August 16th to October 11th. And then we have a um, four day retreat a couple of weeks after that. Um, okay. and we're kicking it off with a free nine week challenge, or I'm sorry, a free five day challenge um, that starts July 19th. All right. Wait, can we get a discount for the Hot Happy Mess listeners? I am completely putting my friend on the spot right now. Let us just get like a hundred off, 200 off. What if, what if, can we, 200 off? You know what? <laughs> Actually, in the in the uh, five day uh, challenge that's coming up on the nineteenth through the twenty third, there's an opportunity to actually get five hundred dollars off. Okay, nice. Yes, nice. and so okay. you can do you can register for that by going to um, promoteyourselfchallenge.com and signing up okay. Okay. for that challenge. And yes, five hundred dollars off. It's all there. Promoteyourselfchallenge.com. For the $500 off, potentially. Do y'all see how she just finessed me and pivoted out of me trying to get y'all a discount? This that is, is a discount. <laughs> she played me. She played me. We can't get $50. $50. Mission how happy mess at the door. Ladies free before 11. Okay. <laughs> this is this is the friend who's like, no, I got you. I got you. Just just text me when you're outside the club. Text me when you're outside the club. You good. You good. You good. And then okay. you know, all your Okay. happy mess listeners. Let us get $50. $50. I'll give you 100 Producer star, make sure we put that on the Instagrams so that everybody knows. Okay, see, I told you she was a real one. You're welcome. I love you. Merry Christmas. Happy birthday. Hey, and if you join the challenge, it could be up to $500. Boom. Join the challenge. It's free. There's nothing to lose. It's free. It's five days free, and you literally get up to $500 off, y'all. Like, that's way better than $100. Uh, It's www.promoteyourselfchallenge.com. You can go there right now, and you can Mm -hmm. register. Love it, love it, love it. And if you aren't the lucky person who wins, mention Hot Happy Mess when you sign up for your $100. You're yes. welcome. Thank me later. I'm telling y'all. There's going to be a code. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, we got a code? Oh. Yeah. I'll set a code up for you guys. Okay. Um, Ashley, I love you. Thank you so much for dropping all of the gems. We are navigating these corporate spaces. And thanks to you, uh, we can navigate them a little bit more smoothly. Where can people keep up with you if they just want to support, follow your journey? Absolutely. So on Instagram, you can uh, follow me at uh, my handle is Ashley Ray, A-S-H-L-E-E-R-A-Y-E underscore. Uh, my business page is the promote yourself mentor. You can also follow me there on Instagram. And then on Facebook, we have a business page and it is facebook.com uh, slash the promote yourself mentor. Awesome. Ashley, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you. This is so fun. Ladies, of let's course. get this bag. Yes. <laughs> Hi, happy. Yes. All right. Now, uh, all of the hot, happy mess gang, before we head out, I just want to remind you guys about the giveaway. Remember, I'm giving away a hundred dollar Amazon gift card and the only 
The only requirement, we're making this real cute, real simple, y'all, is a five-star rating and a quick written review. We're talking about a couple of sentences, okay? All you have to do is leave your review, drop five stars, and leave your Instagram or your Twitter handle so we know how to contact you. If you win, boom, it takes five seconds. Do it right now. Scroll on down to the review section if you're on Apple Podcasts. I don't, Spotify, do whatever happens on Spotify. Shout out to Spotify. Um... And you can win a $100 Amazon gift card. Easy peasy. The giveaway ends July 19th. And I will be announcing the winner on that Monday's episode. So again, leave a review. Go to Apple Podcasts. Type in Hot Happy Mess. Scroll down and write your review. And do not forget to get your tickets. They're $10 for the Happy Gems event. You're going to love it. Debbie is absolutely amazing. I got to set my crystal game up, my energy frequencies, my vibrational frequencies. So Debbie's going to get you right on that tip. And I am going to help get you right when it comes to finding happiness, peace, um, and joy with all the outside stuff, the external stuff, the world around you, the world that you're a part of. Okay. So today was the final episode of this summer's career and finance series. I can't think of a better person to wrap it up with than Ashley, but fear not, we are going to be bringing this series back in the fall and it's going to be jam packed with even more goods. We're going to be talking cryptocurrency, managing finances as a couple, entrepreneurship, and so, 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 so much more. Um, but before that, we're going into wellness, y'all. I'm so excited. We're dipping our toe into the mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, communal waters. There is no H in water, but it felt more dramatic when I said it like that. Um, so if there's a topic you want us to cover, hit us up at hello at hothappymess.com or slide in our DMs at Hot Happy Mess or at Zuri Hall. Um, we're getting into it all. And I'm going to talk about my mental health journey because who has been a journey, you guys? And particularly, I'll be honest, in the last year or two, some of you might be surprised to hear uh, some of the things that I am certainly going to discuss and talk about. So I'm excited to share my story. I'm excited to hear more of yours. Um, in the meantime, follow me at Zuri Hall at Hot Happy Mess Instagram, and I will see y'all next Monday. Bye. Bye. State Farm Insurance knows that understanding and investing in our cultural identity is paramount in protecting our future. We know what it's like to go from nothing to something to wish that we had better financial literacy when we were younger. Luckily, State Farm is here to help with funding programs like Project Ready, which is committed to education achievement and has already awarded over $11 million in scholarship offers to black and brown youth since 2021. State Farm believes that being better neighbors creates better communities. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. If you're looking for the most epic place on Earth, let's start at the base of a massive waterfall. Then trek through the thick jungle. Then climb to the peak of a snowy mountaintop. Then once you get there, keep going. Because with intelligent 4x4 and 7 drive modes and a Nissan Pathfinder, the search is the real adventure. Available feature. Intelligent 4x4 cannot prevent collisions or provide enhanced traction in all conditions. Always monitor traffic and weather conditions. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts.